Now, presuming there will actually be an election this year, many have a question. Who do I vote for? Where are disenfranchised voters to go in what looks like, to me anyway, an option-free zone? So disappointing. Something is being done about helping Kiwis vote smart in 2023. It's election year, and when you look out on the election landscape, it's, well, um, for many people, it's confusing. Uh, who do you vote for? It used to be so easy to choose. You're either in one party or another, and every now and then someone might switch their allegiance, but then go back, and very predictable pattern. But uh, many of us are looking out over this political landscape wondering, well, is there anyone to vote for that represents uh, the New Zealand that we want and the uh, political um, uh, positioning that uh, New Zealand should have? And someone who has been thinking about that and has been trying to do something about it in this election year is Dean Harris, uh, who is from the Voters United website. And he joins us to talk about well, first of all, how he sees the, this landscape that's before us in 2023 and uh, why he set up this website primarily to uh, inform people and help people make political judgments that are meaningful, that can have some sort of result. Dean, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Nice to have you. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It's uh, lovely to be here. Now, um, you, you're a VFF uh, regional coordinator or involved in uh, coordination in Wellington. So you, <laughs> you've been in the trenches, let's say. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, part of this, this, what's happened to us in the last few years has involved a political dimension. I mean, the, the, the big one is, you know, the attitude of politicians currently. But as I mentioned, it's an election year and... I think you say on the website this is probably the most important election we've ever had. First of all, do you, is that what you say? Oh, most most certainly. Um, yes, this this would have to be the most important election of a generation. And uh, what we're doing is encouraging everybody to talk about this election coming up in October and having conversations. You know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty out there in the voting public, and I've been talking to people from all walks of life and social economic groups throughout uh, New Zealand. And there's a lot of people that in the past have voted for some of the, what we term major parties that are now undecided and they're looking for uh, an alternative. And part of that is because I guess the overreach that governments uh, have played in putting through legislation, not consulting with New Zealanders, and, and I guess sort of working more to their sponsors and their political agendas as opposed to the people of New Zealand. Hmm. One of the things that came out of the protests of a year ago, uh, and it was mentioned uh, quite a number of times, as one of the reasons for not directly confronting that protest, I'm talking about the politicians, was that there was no real leadership. Now, a kind of leadership did emerge out of that, but... Uh, what it sort of left is a, a whole lot of fragmented kind of groups and um, there's a few uh, political parties that have set up uh, out of this, but it, it, it's kind of all over the show. So how how does anyone have a hope of getting to that 5% threshold and getting members in parliament that can make some sort of difference in a landscape like that where it's fragmented and, well, broken might be too 
too much of a word, but but definitely fragmented. Absolutely. And and this is what we've looked at. You know, um, if you look at the previous uh, election with the minor parties and what sort of votes, basically a minor party would have to get somewhere in the vicinity of 150,000 votes to get over the 5% threshold. And when you look at the minor parties in the previous election, they were generally hitting the top new conservative and uh, top party got around 43,000 votes. So they're going to have to get an excess of 100,000 more votes than they did in the previous election in order to get over the 5% threshold. Uh, One of the things that was talked about, and this all came about after Parliament, was parties uniting. And there was a general consensus that if all the leaders of the minor parties actually formed under one umbrella and one party, they would probably all get into parliament in the next election because there would be, I would imagine, a mass following and having them all together. However, that's not going to happen. We've we've heard the rumours, we've heard the results and the outcome from it. And there's a number of reasons. And some of them can be because of their um, their uh, you know branding and that sort of thing that they want to keep, and others is perhaps because of differences in opinions. But we looked at all that and we thought, well, if the parties aren't going to unite, we need to get the voters to unite, because at the end of the day, the voters we all need to come together to vote for a party and help a party get over the 5% threshold and get seats into Parliament. There are predictions about what the coalition will be with the major parties in the next election. And I think there is room for a minor party to get a number of seats um, to get a voice into Parliament, working on some of the principles and um, ideas that New Zealand needs and people are wanting to see and holding the... uh, the government that gets in on accountable on confidence and supply. So we're hoping we're going to be able to achieve that. We've got a website that's been set up that members can come in and subscribe into our emailing list. The reason that we're taking uh, subscribers into an email list is because we're going to be conducting some polls over the course between now and the next election. These polls will show people how voting uh, in the MMP system needs to be done in a way that it's um, strategically, not emotionally. We all have our favourite, but it comes down to at the end of the day, there can only be one party that we can all vote for collectively. I don't know who that party is going to be, but we're going to show people through the polls how Uh, And let's just use a scenario where there's 100,000 people on our website and we conduct a poll that says, based on the economic climate and the answers by the minor party leaders, who would you be most likely to vote for if the election was held next week? And so that poll may show out of 100,000 people that 70% of those people vote for party C. Hmm. And the rest of them are broken up by the other 10 minor parties or eight minor parties or whatever it may be. So it will show that out of 100,000 people, 70% have voted for Party C, and the rest of them have all split their vote down down the line between the parties. What we would then say is if everyone voted for Party C, then there would be a larger majority and opportunity for that party to get into Parliament. And let's say we get to 200,000 people or even 300,000 people on our website, 
well, then that would then create a large amount of people to be able to unite their vote to one party and the polls will be conducted in a way that are completely transparent and completely open by a third-party polling uh, organisation. And I just want to also point out that none of us have any political allegiance. We have no political bias. The whole concept is to educate the voting public to vote strategically and not emotionally and to get behind a party that best fits our values and what we perceive to be the best way forward for New Zealand and New Zealanders. So it's it's really just a, a, a tool to see that other people are thinking a particular way where it's, uh, I guess, at, a, at an individual level, it's not possible to know that information without it being pulled together like that. And then offering just a, a simple, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a simplistic bit of information that, that can help, help you make that decision. You mentioned not emotion emotion comes out of it yeah um and i guess what you're saying is that this sort of information almost sort of squeezes out the emotion it's it's just it's just data isn't it in the end it, it's just data and it's clinical and it's the basis of looking at it. look we all have our favorite and therein lies the problem with mmp because everyone has a favorite and if, again if we look at previous election we had the New Zealand First Party had 75,000 votes. The Opportunities Party had 43,000 votes. New Conservative, 42,000. Collectively, over all the minor parties at the last election, there were 225,000 votes that went absolutely nowhere. Right. 225,000. Yet, if we have a look at ACT Party as an example, they got 219,000 votes and they got 10 seats in Parliament. So if we look at those 225,000 votes that were completely wasted, could have actually been turned into 10 seats into Parliament for a party. But they were collectively all wasted because everyone voted for their favourite. And so we've created Voters United to look at it. We have to vote strategically, not emotionally. Mm. We all have to collectively get behind a party. And that's the party that pitches the best pitch and has the best values. Um, we've already had a couple of leaders of the minor parties sign up to our website. Um, we haven't even advertised the website yet, and a couple of leaders have already signed up. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, the other side of it that we need to do is then, as I say, just educate people along the way through the polls on how to vote strategically, because there can only be one party we can vote for. And as I say, I don't know who that's going to be, probably until the week leading into the election. Do you think um, New Zealanders in the way they've voted in the past, given what's happened, and that may have changed the game? I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I, I sort of look down on anyone, but are they capable? Are we capable of of voting strategically purely and and and, and suspending the emotional connection or, or, or part of it. I mean, is that something do you think we're ready for? Well, that's going to be the um, <laughs> interesting factor at the end of the result, isn't it? I mean, we can all only do what we can do. And yes. there's the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So what we're going to do is we're going to educate people. We're hoping to interview the leaders of the minor parties. 
we're going to have links to their website on our website so that people can have a look, see what their manifest is, uh, get their commentary. It's all going to be available there as we build the website further. And at the end of the day, it is about education and to just show people how if you vote emotionally and the wrong way, you are wasting your vote. You are absolutely wasting it. We need to come together. We need to unite our vote in order to get a voice into parliament. And that's as simple as it gets. Most people in the mainstream um, political sphere, they think that red's going to be different from blue. I think in the past, perhaps there was an element of truth in that. But I don't think that's the case in today's political environment. I think if we look at the way the parties, all the parties currently sitting or elected into parliament, if we look at the way that they all essentially collude on every policy generally, because if they didn't agree with certain aspects, they, the Maori Party and the Greens would join ACT and National and vote against some of the po policies in, that uh, the current ruling party have put in place, but they don't. They are essentially all colluding. So we need to get a voice in there. And I think in this election, it's going to be quite tight. And I think there is a great opportunity for a minor party to get a number of seats to hold the um, ruling government accountable on confidence and supply. You say it's it's you think it's going to be tight, but what we're seeing at the moment, if we're to believe the polls, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but um, we're actually seeing a bounce for Labour, it seems, and certainly, and I know any incumbent Prime Minister is always going to take out the most favoured thing, it always happens, but it, it seems to be a bit counterintuitive to me that, that the polls would be going that way, considering everything that's happened. Yeah. How do you, do you, do you have in your own mind any explanation for that? I mean, is it, um, for the major parties anyway, is it a failure uh, by the National Party or is it um, you know, what, what have Labour done or said? I mean, they're throwing out a few lollies um, to, you know, give them a bump. Is it the way the media frame it? Uh, I'm just curious um, to get yeah. a view on that. Yeah, well, I think it's a combination of just about everything you said, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, the media is complicit in not identifying um, problems with the ruling government and certainly policies that they're putting in under the cloak of darkness. Uh, that they're not highlighting, like the local one that's coming out to do with the, the recent one to do with the um, um, Res Resource Management Act, where they're looking at setting up 15 local bodies of co-governance throughout the country. And so if you're going in for resource consent, you're going to have to go through one of these co-government bodies as to whether you're allowed to build your house in the location you want to build it. And um, so there's a whole lot of measures going on. Now, that hasn't hit mainstream media. I think the um, it's interesting to note that the Green Party is failing. They've, they're a completely different organisation than what they were when they were first set up in the 70s or 80s or whenever it was. Um, they've dropped in the polls. But also, interestingly, the, some of the minor parties have actually increased in their polling. So that sort of says that there are people looking towards the minor parties. Um, we just need to enhance that a little bit further. 
we need to get that membership. And one of the things that we're going to do on our website as well is we're going to have a ticker that will be ticking over once we get up to a certain number of people on the website, which will show those new people joining up, which will have a running counter to show how many people are on our website as well. So for a small party leader, and you know, we can think of a few of those little parties, mm-hmm. um, if they see um, that sort of critical mass uh, emerge from this, the, and you've already mentioned some have signed up. I don't know who they are. You probably don't want to mention them at this stage. I don't know. But it, they, it would then make total sense to engage with this, wouldn't it? Because Absolutely. That, because, I mean, it, it's so clear. Yes. Absolutely. And and it's going to be, it'll be, and it's not too late for them to sort of join in unison either. And, you know, at the end of the day. Do, if do they, you think that could force? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now we're getting, addressing the fragmenta- uh, fragmentation issue. Do you yeah. think that could force in a way people to come together but because it's so um, uh, transparent, clear cut, it's a numbers game yeah. that, you know, that those things that were keeping people apart or doing their own thing might just dissolve away potentially. Look, the way I see it, Paul, is if, if, if these the leaders of the minor parties think that they're going to get 150,000 votes on their, on their own account, and it may be that we help it, but if they think they're going to get 150,000 votes to get over the 5% threshold, how many people are they going to bring through with them? That may be them and one other person. What sort of voice are they going to have with two people sitting in Parliament? My guess is it'll be they'll be in the debating chamber at 11 o'clock at night saying their speech with no one present to listen to them. Then in three years' time, they'll be packing up their cardboard box and their briefcase and heading out the doors of Parliament Mm. looking for a job. Whereas if they all got together, it's a springboard going to the future. Politics is the long game. It's not a short game. And if they joined in unison, then, as I said, there's a very good chance that they would all get in to Parliament, there's a very good possibility of that happening, but they would also be able to have a voice with numbers, which would then springboard them forward into the next elections after that as well going forward. So um, we're hoping that going by the polls will show some of them that at the end of the day they need to actually get together. And we're, if, if we can achieve that even, then our job's done. Hmm. We can have them form a co-governance under one umbrella, under one party with the leaders. Everyone has their favourite. If they all joined in, potentially there's 225,000 votes sitting there waiting for them at the taking for one party. Going by the statistics, that's a good 10 seats in Parliament. It seems such a a waste of votes, the the figure that you put earlier, over 200K votes Mm. just down the drain. And, and, you know, that's a percentage of representation that's just not there in a so-called democracy. Exactly. That's about 7.5% thereabouts representation. Mm. Yeah. MMP, the more – I never voted for it, okay? So I'll say that. I I didn't vote for MMP in that referendum. Mm. Um, I stuck with first past the post and, and it was so long ago. I don't even know, can't even remember my reasons because I wasn't a, a mind reader or, you know, I didn't have a crystal ball, but it seems that it hasn't delivered kind of how it was sold because you mentioned just before, when you've got coalitions, as soon as a party becomes part of a coalition, they might as well be part of the main party mm. because part of the deal of being a coalition is don't rock the boat. Mm don't step outside any of, of of what we're doing. Otherwise, things will get 
tough for you. You won't get this little wish item or that little wish item. It really doesn't, does it? It doesn't achieve the, the, a high resolution of representation or views. It, it just it turns them into a uniparty. Well, well, it does to a degree. I mean, there is, there is definitely um, a, a bit of a mixture on ideals and idealism when you have um, two or three parties coming together to support or a couple of parties supporting. I mean, first past the post, how it, how it used to be, we've got pretty much what we've got in government right now. So we've got a ruling government that is just barging through legislation without consulting the general public. So they're, they're just barging through their own ideals and idealism and um, maybe other sponsors sort of um, uh, legislation and what have you as well. Whereas it may be, and this is where, you know, there's so much mistrust in the mainstream media, and it may be that New Zealand First, when they were in co-governance with them, that they actually held them back on a lot of these policies. There were a lot of rumours about that. And yet they, the mainstream media painted this guy to be swanning around the, um, the, the world and not actually working for New Zealanders. I don't know. Um, but, you know, there, there is that aspect where, look, we'll, we'll do a deal with you if you put some of our policies into place and we'll support you on some of your policies, but certain other policies won't be on the table and they're non-negotiable. So there are those sort of dealings that can go on. And which is something that essentially we don't see right now. And we haven't probably seen, certainly in the last three years, and I don't know just what was going on in the in the three years before that. But um, you know, I'm I'm just looking more at a grassroots yeah. um party, hoping to give them the opportunity to have a voice. New Zealand needs it. i I just feel I'm passionate about the country that I live in. And I just feel that we're being sold down the Google and something needs to be done. And I'm just hoping that through Voters United, we can help either the minor parties to form a unity and actually put their differences aside for the good of the country, as opposed to their own political party, put put their, those differences aside and come together. That would be a great result. If that can't be achieved, then we're saying we need to vote the unite uh, unite the voters of New Zealand, get them all collectively to come together to vote uh, strategically. And at the end of the day, there can only be one party, not nine parties, not eight parties, yeah. one party. And only one party needs to get our vote to get that party a number of seats into parliament to actually make a difference to springboard going forward into future elections as well. So the website's up. I've been having a look at it, and uh, there's some information um, covering all of that there for people who visit. Um, of course, people have got to know it's there, and that's why we're, we're, we're talking here. And, of course, I'm just naturally interested anyway. Um, how, do, how does the message go out to get that, you know, that massive of people uh, um, interacting with it and, you know, for it to do its, its work? Yeah, so we're um, we're we're still actually in the um, early phases. So we're working working hard. We're trying to get people to come in, to, and uh, we've got people now just volunteering. We we actually launched the website, even though it's not a hundred percent how we wanted it. We wanted to get it out there, so that was sort of opened up last week. We've had some fantastic people donating their time. It's all unpaid for. It's all just us donating time. We had a guy 
who came and had a meeting with us last night. He's a um, proofreader and what have you, and he's looking at writing some blogs for us. Um, we're having a meeting on Thursday with the uh, sort of advertising and promotional team as to TikTok and um, Twitter and Facebook and all those sort of groups. Uh, we've had people coming on uh, to ask if they can get involved with that as well. So it's organically growing. It's developing as we go along. We've got some ideas and some ideals on, on what we'd like to achieve. Um, but I think once it gets out there, it's going to be essentially word of mouth. I think, I think the response that we've had when we've told people about what we're doing, they're just so over the moon, a bit like the launch of um, RCR, really. <laughs> they're yeah. excited. They can't wait. They're looking for a voice. Um, and we hope we're going to be able to provide that for this coming election. So the web address is uh, votersunited.nz. That's .nz, votersunited.nz. It's online now. And Dean Harris from Voters United, thank you for explaining that all. It was great. Thank you very much for your time, Paul. And, um, yeah, we, we hope everyone can get behind it. We're really excited that we can perhaps help make a difference in the election going forward for the people of New Zealand. And let's check in regularly to see where those numbers are at. Yeah, love to. Great. Yeah. Good talking with you, Paul. Same. Thanks very much. Talk again soon. Yeah, cheers. Lovely.